Welcome everyone and thank you for joining us once again. If this is your first time, my name is Andrea Marin and I'm the DSCube Community Manager for Europe, the Middle East and Africa. And I'm actually coming live to you today from my home office in Barcelona. Um, as you see a few people already saying, you know, where they are joining. So maybe go ahead and do that for fun uh, so we know where everyone would have traveled from if this was a live session, which obviously it's not. Um, anyway, I also only have a few housekeeping notes to go through if this decides to work. Okay. So, um, as you know, as usual, we are all on mute throughout the presentation. This allows us to keep the session organized and, uh, you know, very quiet, but that doesn't mean we don't want to hear from you. So of course, at any time, use the Q and a, um, feature to post your questions or even raise your hand. This is an interactive session, you know, you can participate at all times. So if you feel free, you know, if you feel like um, actually speaking, just do so. Uh, you know, you have an option to, to raise your hand, otherwise ask me in the chat and I will explain it later to you. So um, the presenters will be answering questions throughout the whole session. Okay, there's not a time at the end, it's the whole session, it will be questions and, and answers. And uh, basically, the last thing for me to say is that we're recording today's session as usual. It will be uploaded to dscube.com in a few days, probably the beginning of next week, since it's already, you know, we're finishing the week, but it will be done. And you will have a chance to re-watch this webinar or send it to someone else if you feel like sharing, if you think this was an interesting session. And by the way, in that page where the link for the recording will be you will have a comment box down below where you can also put your questions if there were any others that came to your mind uh after the session now um we have i have four people with me today so i'm not going to introduce everyone what i'm going to do is um introduce uh the person that is going to be moderating that is peter van tisling Dscoop's chief operating officer uh he's been part of the Dscoop team for over eight years i believe and longer in the print and graphic arts industry. So um, he knows the presenters way better than me for longer than me. <laughs> and I think he's a much better person to actually moderate this session. So Peter, if you wanna take over. Well, thank you very much. No pressure, Andrea. Thanks for the introduction. Um, I'm super excited about uh, uh, today's session. Uh, there's a... Uh, a lot of experience uh, and, and, and knowledge on this group. So I would say, let's go and hear from our three panelists. I would like to introduce, we have from Germany, we have Markus Kalle, who, are, who will, will have introduced in a second. Erwin Kurz, Erwin Kurz, as we would say here from the Netherlands, from his beautiful sample room, and then John Tolley in his private library, clearly, uh, greeting us from uh, Prime. So maybe we just make a quick round. Marcus, quick introduction. Who are you? Where are you from? Your business? Yes. Um, hello to all you in the audience, to all the community. My name is Marcus Kalle. Um, I'm the yeah, managing director of currently ABC Print, based in the middle of Germany, which is a general commercial printer. And yeah, I'm a uh, long time guy who uh, accomplished um, the Disco community and always in the last years my focus was on digital printing and so on. Took over a new company, it is the same and I want to uh, redesign the business with a digital focus 
and uh, happy to share all my, my thoughts and my ideas with the community. Great, thanks Marcus. Uh, Erwin? Yeah, hi everybody. Um, I'm Erwin. Aeroprint is, uh, is my company here in Amsterdam, the Netherlands. Um, for Aeroprint, uh, we are a company that is uh, mainly working in the general commercial print, but in the niche of fashion and high quality, uh, high, uh, high street fashion brands and luxury goods. Um, combined with a, uh, a big part where we have the general commercial print. So that combination has always been good for us. Um, we specialize in uh, combining digital with offset and all kinds of uh, techniques where we create selling project, uh, projects for, for our clients who are um, uh, all over Europe, from, from Paris to London to, uh, to Amsterdam and, and everywhere else uh, where fashion companies are located. Uh, so. Great, thanks Erin. And uh, John Tolley from the UK. Afternoon, everybody. I'm uh, John, as Peter said, Managing Director of Prime Group in Nottingham. Um, obviously, we, we've we've been around a little while. We were, uh, I particularly was one of the founding board members of, uh, of the DScoop community in uh, EMEA. So I've been supporting DScoop for, for many years now. Um, we have three arms to the business. One is general commercial print. Uh, the other's direct mail, and the other is uh, personalised gifts, uh, which is our specialism. So, yeah, and we are purely digital now. We got rid of all litho uh, about three years ago, so focused heavily on uh, on digital print and personalisation. Cool. So thanks all three for that general introduction. And then uh, let's say, let's address the pink elephant in the room head on. How are you guys doing? John, let's start with you. How are you doing today? Uh, okay, it's been, a, um, it's been a little bit of an emotional roller coaster, if I'm perfectly honest, for, for us. Um, you know, as, as the COVID situation, as, as we've all been suffering, hit the UK, um, and lockdown happened. You know, we, we were preparing very early on for for something to happen, whatever that looked like, uh, and you know, preparing disaster recovery uh, situations and scenarios with our disaster recovery partners, just in case we ended up with any infections. We started um, started segregating the teams early on, so production and admin staff, and getting people working from home very early on. But then kind of lockdown hit in the UK and the second that happened, our sales literally fell off a cliff. We were 75% down almost overnight. So um, it was kind of a disaster processing at that point. You know, what's it gonna, what's the new world gonna look like for us? How long is this gonna last? You know, what do we need to do? So we started furloughing um, most of our team. Uh, that that weekend and um, through the course of course of that week and then I got a um, I got a call from my wife uh, who is an intensive care nurse to uh, she was basically in tears just basically saying we have no PPE at all this was very early on in March um, can we help so um, of course the answer was yes and we uh, 
we went picked up a, a visor from her um, which was the only one they had it was cleaned down it wasn't even a, a new one and we re-engineered it and 24 hours later we we delivered our first batch into into the unit to, to keep them going and it just exploded from there uh, we realized well we, we, we one of the consultants tweeted out what we'd done and it just exploded from from that situation we ended up getting calls of desperation from doctors and nurses and hospitals all over the country literally all over the country so um, we rapidly transitioned the business uh, pivoted the business into making uh, making visors and we spent the first two or three weeks of the situation just delivering as many as we possibly could for free um, driving up and down the country seven days a week to intensive care units and hospitals and uh, wards. You know, every single day we hired vans, we got drivers and we were, we were going all over the place. And in total, we did about 30,000 visas for free um, so far. So, um, and that kind of, kind of led to a, to a government contract um, to, uh, to fulfill PPE visors for them, so that's kept us um, kept us busy, uh, to say the least. And kept the doors open, kept everybody employed, and then course of so literally two days after furloughing everybody, we got everybody back. Um, we started expanding rapidly to deal with production of visors. Started working 24 hours. Um, started opening up separate sites. We've now got a dedicated site making making visors, and we have about 240, 220 extra people that we've taken on, um, which has been great. We've been able to take them out of uh, out of unemployment and uh, give them a job uh, in the current situation. So um, that's been that's been heartwarming. Um, but also, I think we, we we were lucky in the commercial print side, although commercial print is now currently about 30% down from where we were, we deal a lot with personalised gifts and that's seen a bit of an explosion. So we have some clients that have been 500% up and we've literally been working flat out um, in that in that spectre, in that space we've seen almost uh, almost Christmas numbers with um, with most of our clients, so averaging between seventy and five hundred and eighty percent growth across some of our clients. So uh, that's been great. You know, that's kept the kept the print doors open and kept us busy from a print perspective, and, and almost levelled us out from where we should have been to where we are now uh, from a commercial print perspective. We're seeing some shoots of growth uh in commercial but it's still very very slow if i'm honest um you know we've, we've had a couple of new projects on the go for those that connected to me on linkedin we've got a new project going live with kellogg's currently which is great timing because it's designed to uh, get kids excited about getting back to school in september so it's perfect timing really um so that's a, you know, a nice little project that we've collaborated with various different agencies on uh, but dealing with kellogg's directly for that so that's been a good one, kept us going. Wow, yeah, very, uh, 
Uh, yeah, I can certainly see the roller coaster you were describing at the beginning, right? It's been uh, been uh, uh, quite hectic, um, and and seeing all that transpire on on what you you guys have been working on. Erwin, um, what was it like in the Netherlands for you and uh, and Aeroprint? Yeah, like like John said, it was sort of the same for us uh, for the first part of the story. Um, as I said earlier, we we're working a lot for. Um, uh, fashion uh, brands for luxury goods um, um, and for designers, museums, uh, art books, all those kind of things. Um, that came overnight to a reduction of about 80% of the work. It was, it was disappearing at that particular point of time. Um, it, was, uh, it was kind of, uh, yeah, it was frightening because, I mean, the uncertainty was, was huge and um, as we have in, within our company, we have three main uh, streams of clients. We see uh, we have the, the uh, clients in the green industry uh, for us, which is the greenhouses like the plant pins, plant, plant hangers, pot covers, uh, all those kind of things that we make around a plant. Uh, the, the, the greenhouses are, are for that part of the business, our main client. That, that also got hit quite hard. But within a week or two, that that whole industry came back on its feet and started ordering again. So that was our live line on that part. And we're working a lot for the medical industry, for the medical uh, sector. So we're printing uh, like the labels on, on blood tubes when your blood is taken for a test. And um, that has been quite steady for uh, for uh, throughout the whole period. So that those were two live lines. What I saw in the in the, the fashion, luxury, and, and art books, uh, it, it went down for um, uh, or at least 80%. Um, so our lifeline kept us going. Um, one interesting thing that you see is that uh, if you see the added value that you, that you bring to the, to the, um, to the print, um, that, is, that is really becoming very clear where your, which, uh, parts of your business are becoming your uh, money makers, so to say. So it's it's very interesting, even though it's a very bad situation, it's interesting to see what happens when a certain part of your business falls down, um, what remains, and that you're still able to survive. Uh, of course, with government help, let's be honest about that. Um, but um, we're, still, we're still able to cope with the situation. Um, I see that um, a lot of the work is being, well, there are initiatives again, people are, are coming back with ideas about uh, what to do after the holidays, after the summer break, what are we going to do towards the end of the year, if a second wave of the, of the virus is staying away from us, what can we do? Because one of the main questions that we always try to answer and that the main questions that we always get from our clients in that specific regard is, how do I reach my audience? Uh, that is through mail, through apps and everything, but print has a significant role in that because you can touch it, you can feel it, and it actually uh, delivers the, the brand uh, in, a, in a totally different way. And that's, that's the questions that we get. So there's more creativity coming. Uh, the more creative questions come to, uh, towards us right now, and that's, yeah, that's, that's a promising thought. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's actually the situation we're in right now. Okay, interesting. Yeah, similar story. Hey, and then um, uh, Marcus in Germany. I mean, you started a journey 
at the end of last year, beginning of this year, but uh, there was this unexpected COVID situation that also came into play. So, you know, how are things on your end? Uh, um, it's the, a little bit different to the two guys before because, um, yeah, I, I spent my time the last eight years at Nino Druck um, and I changed together with a totally famous, incredible team and an offset printer to a digital printer. And then I decided by myself to, um, yeah, to finish this because I, I felt in, inside me that I want to do it something by my own with my own company. And I go to advise this company here for a couple of months. And then on the horizon comes up the COVID-19 situation. Um, and that brings all your thoughts about founding or take over a company um, a little bit into a new uh, environment. And so I, cannot, I cannot share all my uh, experience from the last year. I can only before I have something, can you hear me? Yeah, okay, sorry. Um, and again, then I make my decision to take over this company to bring, yeah, for sure, all the money in it. And, and uh, this is uh, something like a marriage now. And if you come in trouble with your wife, you have to find a solution and not, not run away. So um, now I have this situation and what, what is one of the main, main experience I, I have in the part because I come into this company something like an, an outstanding person and then I look outside into a company which works into times without trouble and then this company comes into trouble and I see it is totally important to communicate to the employee and the team because we uh, who, who are the leader in the company we have our ideas and we come to a plan but the employees they cannot share our ideas and they are totally failed in, uh, fall into uh, uncertainty and they need a plan and these in times where you cannot make a plan because you don't know how is the reaction of the market is is totally important and so one experience is to spend a lot of time with uh, the team talk about ideas shares their their pain and um, now the idea is to try to go ahead with, with this team and to find the answers of the demand of the markets they will have after or during COVID. Because again, in this uh, community here, it is totally clear uh, uh, print goes ahead and the combination of HP Indigo print or high quality digital printing um, will find, will find um, a feedback in the market. Yeah, I mean that's uh, that was a little bit of an unexpected uh, uh, path that you went through. An interesting comment. I saw Irwin smile as well when you mentioned it's like a marriage. Um, but maybe a follow-up question for you, Irwin. I mean, you have, as you just outlined, you have different lines in your business, right? So you have the the the, the conventional, and you have these this exclusive high end. I mean, obviously both were impacted in different ways. Um, so it, did it, what did it feel like? Did you have two different companies or, and, and your team? How, how did they respond? Um, uh, yeah. It is a different business. Um, as a general commercial printing with a, with a part of digital printing, I'm always looking for a kind of system customers, 
which comes over online interfaces, Web2Print, B2B or B2C, focused to B2B. And the experience shows that we have to uh, increase our power to, to create online interfaces for the standard commercial volume. So the, 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 the sourcing of printing will more and more come to, to order it online even if it's complicated or complex. So we have to find interfaces where the customer has fastly uh, a request, fastly an offer, and fastly an advice in kind of any uh, complexi complexity in the, in the job. So what I will do, and I, I'm forced to do this, on the one hand, our, our volume goes down to, uh, from 100 to 70% in revenue. So we have a, a, a loss of uh, 30%. And I think for a couple of months, perhaps completely next year, these 70% will be the next 100%. So I have to find solutions to onboarding new um, solutions, which is an additional business, and this could be only digital, to come back with this team to 100% um, capacity using in my company. And this is, for me, totally only possible with, with um, online to print solutions and high standardization in workflow automation. Yeah, yeah. Good. Um, speaking of automation and then the two different lines of business, Erwin, um, you know, follow-up question for you as well. You know, you have the, the analog, you have the digital how do they sort of interact and how did they behave, especially when the pandemic hit and you know your different product lines uh, were impacted? Um, well, like I said, um, uh, it's it's actually quite interesting to see how that how that develops when when a certain part of your business suddenly collapses collapses and then uh, see, see we all know and we all think about um, um, moments where you say yeah, well. Are we really? Uh, do we really need that part of our business? Is it contributing? But from, you know, being always a service-oriented uh, industry, and we always want to do what our clients ask us. Um, it's it's not in our nature to to select a certain uh, kind of business by nature. You know, like. It's always like you want to you want to help your client. You want to you don't really want to say no. Um, and but when it happens from an outside uh, uh, origin, so in this case the virus came and a certain part of the business collapses, then you get a real good view on what actually happens to your business when that part really uh, uh, is down uh, with seventy percent. So what I saw is that in digital. If I look at the amount of clicks we make, it is still on par with last year, which is super interesting. So that means that in the, in the amount of clicks I make you know, on my HP Indigo and on my Konica Minolta, uh, we're still on par. Um, if I look at the, green, uh, the greenhouses uh, that are our clients and the flower industry and the plants, they are rising. Um, and that is making up a big part of what I lose in com general commercial. And the, the very quick dip that we had 
in greenhouse and general commercial. Um, I see that coming back now. Um, and like I said, the general commercial and digital, and digital where we do a lot of the medical work, that those are the lifelines of our company right now. And I see the general commercial coming back. But like Marcus said, we have to get uh, accustomed to the fact that the 70% that, that it might be coming back to uh, in, uh, in December will be the next 100% for uh, the 100% for the, for the coming year. Um, which means that we can focus on greenhouse uh, clients and medical clients to accommodate the uh, back to 100%. If that answers your question. Yeah, yeah, uh, no, 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 that's interesting. I mean, you're, you're able to sort of uh, uh, play yeah. on two boards at the same time, right? So you have different yeah. levers to, to work on. And as we heard John uh, talk about this before, right? So, um, uh, getting rid of Litho, as you said, uh, three years ago. I mean, you only have digital. Um, you know, how do you see that now? I mean, you've basically built a uh, uh, a separate business line now with advisors, right? So you you you've actually expanded your workforce significantly. Um, but how do you see that? I mean, are you managing two separate lines of of, of products? Do you see that as a as a lasting solution, or do you see that? as a temporary extension and how do you see your digital print uh, develop at this time? Um, you know, just speaking openly about you know, where some of those opportunities are that, that, that we're seeing right now, you know, the, the, the taking visors aside, obviously we're dealing with a, a, a COVID situation. You know, we are working on a, on a long-term solution uh, and this sort of plays very much into into where some of these trends are, and that's onshoring. So, where goods have been typically purchased outside of the UK, we're seeing a, a significant trend right now um, in people one scrambling to get online. Um, that's both commercial and e-commerce sites. And the other is those people looking to where, where they've typically had work produced in China specifically. You know, they've realized that their supply chain has been completely demolished. Um, you know, the, the, the airline industry as we know it has changed for very much the foreseeable future and by foreseeable future I mean at least 10 years uh, before we start to see that recover to pre-COVID levels which has sort of cut off the supply chain legs uh, for, for certain sectors so we're definitely seeing a trend for those looking at on-demand production where they've not necessarily had it um, online presence um, and that sort of plays for us, that plays into the digital hand very, very nicely. Um, you know, we, we've, we've seen those people that we've been speaking to for a very, very long time about this and, and talking about this with them for, for a long time, the long tail opportunities. Those projects have just been accelerated significantly in the last few weeks um, where they've realized they've actually been behind the curve. And the same is true for commercial print. You know, the, the world in which we live in has changed and it's changed forever. 
and how we do business for every business, no matter what sector you are, has changed forever. And I think certainly as we're seeing now, many many people working remotely, um, you know, connecting those people that are working remotely with systems that allow them to function. And that includes their marketing collateral and their print collateral. So, you know, web to print plays a, a big part in, in that going forward uh, for us. So, you know, I, I think we'll see this, this trend and this need continue for, for quite, quite some time, if I'm honest. So, you know, I think taking, taking visors aside, we'll, um, we'll see growth um, over, the, over, the coming, uh, over the coming months um, in those areas. So uh, hopefully we'll have some kind of long-term solution for, for visors to supply UK government with, um, with those. We're working hard to ensure that uh, that exists, innovating those products um, as, we, as we go. So. I'm kind of, I'm kind of become a, I've kind of become an expert in visors now. Don't start <laughs> me on certification and, and requirements, etc. <laughs> you certainly are. Um, sorry to take over Peter for a second, but we do have a question for all three of you. Um, someone posted here: Do any of your companies currently have heavy investments in plant and equipment? And as this health crisis happens, you know, with no end in sight, so we still don't know when. COVID will finish. Have you had to suddenly consider a different line from general commercial printing? Print. I'll stick my hand upon that one if I may. Um, Thomas, yes, we um, pre-COVID we had uh, significant plans to invest in a fully automated book line. Books are a big area of growth for us, especially personalised, um, and we've. We kind of needed to do it last year, but we we held back, um, didn't invest, and we needed to. We we, we kind of muddled through, but um, but it hurt. So this year we made plans to invest significantly in uh, a fully automated book line that's a million pounds essentially. Um, we held we held back on on doing that when when COVID hit, cancelled the order, but then. We knew that if we didn't do it, that would be a significant problem for us, seeing the growth in consumer work. What's been really interesting from a customer's perspective, as people have been forced at home, they've been buying online significantly. You, know, you saw, I think that the stat was Amazon one day last week made £10 billion in a day. It's ridiculous. You know, that's crazy, crazy, crazy numbers. You know, our consumer clients have seen that, that growth as well. But what's critical about that statistic is the cost per acquisition for those clients has been exceptionally low. Now that trend will continue into consumer peak, which is sort of Christmas, Christmas, Mother's Day, Father's Day, et cetera, et cetera. Now because of that cost per acquisition being so low, the clients they've acquired will then be returning as repeat customers. So we will see significant growth in that area, higher than normal growth in that area when it comes to Christmas numbers. I'm, I'm convinced of that. So we've kind of had to put those plans back on again and uh, we've actually got that being installed in about three weeks' time, I think. So looking forward to, looking forward to having that in. So 
in answer to that, yes, it kind of put those plans on hold, but we realised that you know we want to be at the forefront of this when we when we come out of it. So we took the brave or stupid decision, whichever way you look at it, to um, brave to invest, <laughs> to invest and and be be ready. Um, you know, I kind of see it. If I'm honest, I kind of see it as a bit of a an advantage. Most people have put those investment plans on hold and, and as we see onshoring of production take more hold in the coming weeks and months you know we'll be in a position where we can deal with that successfully because that's an area for us to focus our efforts on so yeah if i if i may yeah if, if i may i i I, um, I, I'm not really looking uh, into the equipment side of, the, of this question. Uh, of course, if you ha did a heavy investment uh, in February and it was delivered in March, um, um, and then knowing that your, that your uh, volume decreased by 80%, of course, you got some sleepless nights. Um, the, the thing that... I always ask myself is if I don't want to be um, in the area where John Tolley is because I'm just not Thank good you. at that, because I'm not just not good at that um, uh, and I'm not a business to consumer uh, organization and I'm not like the super, super cheap uh, online printer um, that many of us uh, know then I have to be different than the other commercial printers out there uh, to be successful. And if you ask yourself the question, how can I be different? A lot of the times it is not, the answer is not in equipment. The answer is in uh, creating pieces, being different in the approach of how to approach a production, not being afraid to work together with people who have certain uh, uh, possibilities, um, large format printers, specific finishing equipment, um, working with people who, who have products that you're not, not uh, used to print on, um, and um, being different in that way and being the place to go for people who actually have a problem that needs to be solved. And this is the, the widest open door that you can imagine. And it's almost hard to speak it out uh, because it's so obvious. But with clients relying more and more on people who know things, then you must be the one who knows. And uh, I, can, I can answer that question that, that I can... I can um, um, illustrate that with a with a very short story that I was called by an international fashion company from Paris uh, about a year ago. Um, we have an exhibition going on in Paris, and we need uh, a complete exhibition being being created. And there's a lot of print involved, but no offset. Um, uh, it has been printing on fabrics, fabrics that has been created into uh, uh, furniture. It has been uh, all the signage, all the, the art pieces that have been created for that exhibition um, 
um, have been printed by us in collaboration with some of my best uh, friends, suppliers in that field. And we, ha as Aeroprint, have been the solution for the, for the problem of a lady that had the uh, task of making that happen. So what I did, I didn't invest heavily to be the uh, museum uh, uh, printer and the one who is really specialized in uh, creating exhibitions, exhibition experiences. But we did that with our team and the willingness to solve that problem. That is an investment not done in equipment, but in just the willingness to solve the problem. I was at that point of time different as a general commercial printer than my, the, the other people who were working in that field. And that was for me the biggest investment uh, because that takes time, it takes, uh, it takes an effort to get your people uh, uh, aligned and to learn them how to work with, with things like this, be doing things you've never done before. Um, and, but, but being the, uh, the place to go because you just solved that, that specific problem. And this is what's happening in a chain reaction time and time and time again as a project-based company. This is what we do every day. And this is not lying in investing heavily in eight color offset, being super efficient, low cost and everything, but being different. That is our main investment actually. Okay. Marcus, what about your My part, yes. First of all, I want to say it's a good question. Um, it's, it fits perfect with the current situation. And uh, again, for my case, um, as always, if you start with a, with a business, you make a super uh, smart business plan. And I have made my business plan uh, around March. And inside, um, because in this company, there is no invest since the last four or five years. Um, so inside, I have an investment plan about 3 million euro, but starting in March, honestly, I think, okay, there's outside a little view for a couple of weeks and then everything goes down and come, come back to normal. Then starting that people die and then it was critical and the panic comes um, into the industry and it comes into me. So if I go with this business plan to a bank, they will ask me what kind of pills do you take to... Uh, ask these questions about 3 million euro. So I go back in my small office at home and say, okay, I have five new ideas. And then I remember the last couple of years and yes, we are in a, in a, in a crisis. We have a totally difficult situation, but printers have many difficult situations to manage in the past. And you always run on a change management process, I think, more or less big or, or small for, for different companies. And then I say, okay, make, make your homework. Go to your customers, through your customers, make the, the classical, I think, uh, ABC analysis about the classification of your customers. The customers you have lost, you can learn a lot of from your customers you don't have. Make a SWOT analysis about your, your company. And then you find the ideas, as uh, Erwin uh, mentioned, how can you create processing solutions with these customers totally uh, uh, departed from presses. The press follows the business uh, idea. They, they follow the business model. And 
Now the difficult come on top that we find business models who fits to these markets outside. And if, if I learned uh, by visiting the D-Scoop US last year, which was an event totally customer focused for me as a European, as a German guy, I can learn a lot of things from the US guys in, in kind of um, customer centric. Um, the, the idea of the business canvas, which is an old tool to um, design your business, to ask questions who no one wants to hear, but this is the truth. You have to ask these questions to the company, to your guys, to the customers, and then you see the new ideas. And if you do this and you have um, decided to go this way, then make a proof of concept. This is, I am the biggest friend of the sales team of HP Indigo in Germany <laughs> because I was very fast with decisions of, of buying machines. Yeah? Um, but now I try to create a proof of concept perhaps in collaboration with a friend of me who has a press I need or who has a automatically book suite or who has a, I don't know, any kind of, of press, try to find the experience with a friend and after approval, I can invest. This is um, my, my current uh, strategic and honestly, I lose the second part of the question. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry. It's okay. It was, um, hang on, Google is posting lots of things. It was, uh, if you have suddenly considered a different line from general commercial print. Me first or John? I don't know. Okay, then, then I, I, then I finished. Um, yeah. Yes, it is, it is totally clear that we have to reunion the business and general commercial printing is this business unit who will lose a lot of volume. So, as mentioned before, um, I think there's no, no demand in the market for commodity. Again, you have to see in Germany, it is a, one of the strongest competitive markets with online printers. We have the five, four biggest online printers in our country. So the commodity area is totally done by them. You have only the, the, the possibility to find complex products like Irving do for luxury brands, or you have to um, offer solutions for complex processing, which is web to print. And these are my only two uh, ways. And I will do no invest in the middle. Then I have my colleagues. I have many guys who have eight, 10, 12 color offset machines. They are losing volume. I can give these jobs to these guys and talk honestly to my customers about that. But I will spread only the focus to these two um, business units. I hope this is a kind of an answer. <laughs> yeah. Um, we have so many other questions. Peter, do you want to move the conversation or should, should I just carry on with the questions? No, I think there's a couple of, uh, there was one in the Q&A and I think that's, a, that's an important one. Yeah. Um, um, well, it actually was in the chat uh, from uh, Adrien. It was about, um, well, sorry to hear your wedding uh, got postponed. Um, but the, the question is about dealing with uncertainty uh, in forecasting. I think it came up a few times already in, in the conversation. Um, but I think the Dutch Prime Minister said it uh, at the height of the, of the lockdown here in the Netherlands. We are navigating on site and he talked about making 100% of the decisions 
at you know maybe 20 30 40 percent of 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 all the knowledge and so the i mean what i would like to sort of you know pitch to you all three of you you've talked about lots of uncertainties and challenges and 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 you know almost you know uh, proof of concepts and 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 piloting but you know how do you deal with i mean being dealing with uncertainty in as a person is one thing but you're also dealing with the uncertainty with your business and uh, obviously there's a lot of um uh, uncertainty coming up and and you know how does that work in in any decision making processes you're in right now Maybe we'll start with uh, with you, John. Uh, you talked about it a little, already. Gave a little bit of hint about investing, holding, investing again. I mean, what? How did you? Yeah, I think you know, the, get over that anxiety almost. The, the kind of the, the biggest thing for me in this personally, you know, this is not an individual journey that we're on. I, I think, Andrea, you you, you may have shared my dscoop post with everybody on the um, on the board here you know, we, we had a um, we had a very troubling journey three years ago that, that nearly led to the collapse of the business um, and the dscoop community saved me from that and i think you know i i likened it and i meant it i, I likened troubling times in your business as a mental illness Nobody wants to tell you that, that, that you're not good, that you're not okay and things aren't okay. But actually, you know, what we have to remember is that everybody right now in every single business is not okay. You know, we've got to put our arms around each other, including our customers, and help get them through. So, you know, they are equally as troubled as you are right now. So what can we do to help mitigate those, those circumstances, help bring their customers back, help you know, target individual customers, make their marketing spend go further, because that's going to be the first thing they're going to be cutting. You know, they probably haven't even got a marketing team right now, and the CEO of, of every single business is sat there scratching his head or her head, wondering what the hell to do right now. You know, it's it's every business in every space around the world, and you know we can do an awful lot together, especially as an industry with as much knowledge as we we have as a whole, as a collective, to go out there and and help these individuals. You know, we've we've supported a great deal of our of our customers through this, either by you know wavering web to print monthly fees for example um you know one of our one of our amazing customers very sadly lost their ceo to to covid19 and you know we we did a a memorial tribute book and you know we supported them with with everything we could free of charge we supported their marketing team because they'd lost they had, they'd lost their head of of their business and um you know we we just went out and and went the extra mile just to support them that will never be forgotten you know that will now be a loyal customer for life and 
you know, we have those opportunities right now to, to do those to do those kind of things, supporting them and, and helping build our business because it will pay back significantly when when this is over. You know, I'd like to I'd like to think. Um, so yeah, they are troubling times, but it's it's everybody. It's not just you that's sitting there scratching your head, wondering whether to invest or wondering, you know, how you're going to grow or troubling forecasting and things like that. It's everybody. Um, so yeah, that's, well, that's, that's I, I know I know what you say, John, and and but but sometimes that's a hard thing to to realize when you're looking at all the LinkedIn posts of people who are installing new presses and uh, we're still going strong uh, even though there's COVID and everybody's having a, uh, having these super positive LinkedIn posts that is leaving yourself like what's happening? Is it only me? You know, no, Owen, I, I agree, and I, I, I sort of, that's why I did that post. Uh, it was a message that I sent out to to Peter and, and Keith, a heartfelt post, a genuine post, and um, you know, I, I went to DScoop that year looking for inspiration, and when you're surrounded by people that are telling you that they're doing great and things are wonderful, you know, sometimes they're not, and the most important thing is they've probably been through this at some point in their business lives and can help. And when you show that vulnerability and when you show that arm out to say things aren't okay, I am not okay right now, I don't know what to do, people will help. No matter where they're from, no matter what industry or sector they're in, they will help and help, you know, you think about what you're going to do. And what, you know, what I posted on there was a collection of, of everybody's input to get me through this. And to this day, I still have those people contacting me and asking how I am. Um, especially now, you know, every single one of them has reached out to me and said, John, how are things? And I think going through that process. I think there are so much. Do you hear me all? I yeah. think John is having some uh, John, okay. but yeah, we kind I, of lost the mid sentence. So carry on, Marcus. Uh, I think in all these uh, sentences of John and Irvin are so much truth, but um, only a few sparks additional on that. First of all, for all of us printer or, or supplier or um, procurement people, Hey, they are outside the manufacturers of presses like HP, like Heidelberg, like Honeycomb, like Xerox, all these guys, they are in trouble too. So, okay, this is for every one of us a difficult situation. But in the last couple of years, they are growing up their capacities in a way which is not fit to the market. Heidelberg is in the neighborhood of myself. They see markets, growing markets, which never exist. And in my opinion, they will never exist. Nearly the same at HP. And this behavior of the suppliers, of the press manufacturers, becomes more and more to us as a printer. If you work with a, with a press three years old, you, you listen to these guys, they, they offer you, you work in a museum. So this, this could be not the truth. If you now have, you know have a chance to, to bring a shift in your business model with a new invest, investment. And therefore, you need a partnership and the, the acceptance of the, of the suppliers. So to all of you, and this is a learning of myself, don't be in panic. 
because your, your press is three or five years old, um, you are in a good situation because, because you are in an investment turn where you can make a decision to a, good, to a good appointment in the next couple of months or in the next couple of years, you will see. The other hand is, and this is um, yeah, in, in, in relation to John, um, we are in, in Germany especially, you, you, you live in times goes always five to 10% uh, with growth. Now, the self-confidence con, con, of every one of us goes this or down. This is, takes a lot of time in our heads to react with this. And then if you can share your pain and if you share your, your, your bad experiences, um, I remember many discussions at this group, um, not about good times. If I invest the first Indigo 10,000, this was the first machine in Europe, I have six months of trouble. And I can talk at this group um, to, many, to many different guys who have the same experience and say, hey, go this, go this, go this. And I have made this, and this is what we, what we have to, to develop. We have to come back to our focus to drive our business. What is the current situation? And if the current situation is not able to grow, we have to stable this and to find new solutions. So don't be, I think don't be in panic, work hard, harder than the competition, build up the best team, and then you find the right um, innovations and can, can proceed. I'm sure of that. Yeah. Yep. So lots of uh, good nuggets of wisdom and, uh, and knowledge and hope that, you know, everyone can sort of make that process of trans transforming it to their situation because, you know, everyone has their own different stories. Um, we're about uh, to get to the end of the session. Um, I'd like all three of you to, uh, get, you know, share your perspective on sort of the you know, how do you see the uh, the immediate future? And uh, as we do that, we also have a little poll that we prepared for the attendees as well to give us their insights on this one as well. So the poll is on your screen. Um, uh, panelists, uh, don't worry about that. We'll let the, the attendees uh, uh, look at that and come towards the close of the session back to the poll. But maybe we start with you, John, first. I mean, what is your expectation for sort of the, the, the short-term future? Um, I think the, um, this is going to last some time. Uh, I think it's going to be a 12-month recovery process for most commercial business to be back where it was. There are trends. There are opportunities. Um, you know, you have to respond quickly to those and, and there are things that, um, that we'll be doing uh, to capitalise on those opportunities. But, you know, it's, it's going to take some time for things to get back to normal, whatever normal looks like. Um, because, as, as I said earlier, the world in which we live in has changed and changed forever. And we're not going to see, I don't think, normal business life continue at all. Um, I was in London yesterday for my first face-to-face -face meeting that I've had outside of my own offices and um, with a with a, a new client uh, and they're, they're bored. And I've never seen anything like it. You know, London was dead yesterday. It was, it was like 28 days later. You know, I can't even liken it to a Christmas day because I think Christmas day is probably busier, if I'm honest. 
we went into a, went into a building that I would say had space for five, six hundred people, office spaces across three floors, and I think I counted three in there. Yeah, I think that's going to be the new norm. I really do. Um, those office spaces, as people get used to and can work from home successfully um, and and survive, that's going to be our, that's going to be the world we live in. Um, mm -hmm. I, I think personally. Yeah. Erwin, I see you thinking. What's your perspective? Now, I tend to believe that we're not uh, we're not uh, going to be in that drastic situation. Um, I was in Amsterdam yesterday, and it was filled full of people. It was actually a big surprise to me. Uh, it was two days ago, by the way, um, and um, filled with tourists, filled with people. It was, in my opinion, way too busy. But, um, People were back in the office at one of my clients and they were so happy to be back in the office. They were so happy to be inspired by each other, to be, to be working together, being face to face. This is what we humans need, right? I mean, we need to be together. We, the, the, the development that we've made over the last years has always been made by collaborating, by being together. This group is much more fun when we meet each other. I mean, this this uh, web thing is nice, but I'd rather hug Peter than just wave at him, you know? So this is what people need. And I think um, that working from home is a nice uh, thing to do. And just we need to do it, but um, uh, I don't think it will last. I think for the near future, the um, the changes will last for a long time. I think uh, being different is the best way to distinguish yourselves from the people who are in a difficult situation. Um, when, and that's my last remark, when, when communication becomes different and when communication changes into quick digital touch points, then there's a very, very big chance for printed, printed matter uh, because you can hold it, you can smell it, you can feel it, and it really... Uh, give brands or communication a very strong, um, um, uh, uh, strong basis, and and this is what I believe in, and this is what I see happening right now, bouncing back in Amsterdam, and this is uh, what I what I also hope that that will happen, and I'm 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 sure of that. Um, like Marcus said, the 70% uh, that we have left over at the end of this year might be the the new 100% for for the coming year, but we have to deal with that and um, um, we, we will manage to do, to do that, yeah. Yep, that's a good perspective. Marcus, the immediate future for you. Um, yeah, as mentioned in different, different meetings before, honestly, I have no answer. I agree with, uh, I agree with Irvin and John, but there's not, not one fits all. Um, I think we are people, so we live in a society and we need interactive communication and join and, and meet and greet each other. Um, we have to learn to accept in business communication to change from face to face, more to digital. But this is something started two years ago, not three months ago. And um, I think there will be a, a, a kind of a, a, 
sorted that the, the, the big uh, important meetings will be face to face and perhaps the first one in come to touch with the customer will be first face to face and the normal stuff um, perhaps goes to digital and every trend has a trend against so the trend of digitalization has a trend of analog you see it in vinyl you see it in uh, writing letters everything so hey let's wait reduce capacities um, and and see where where is the the meaning of print good and in an in an as Irvin said um, how long you you are part of using a print product is not to compare to any kind of digital or online advertising this is the strength of print and this we have to to place in the market premium more more premium than commodity yeah <laughs> yeah that's a very good perspective as well i think uh again i think yeah these are really good good observations from you know experts like like you guys that are in the field and not sort of sitting on the sidelines and 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 looking in but really from the inside looking out and it's interesting because we have the results from the poll andre if you allow me i'll i'll I'm not sure if everyone can see them but you know 63 percent says you know change is going to last but will be okay so it's sort of like this 70 percent will be the new 100 um 38% is going to make uh, big changes, but no one is expecting this to go back to regular business. So, you know, that is certainly the, uh, the general consensus. Um, so I think that's, you know, again, that closes a lot. I, I took a lot of notes of, of some really interesting comments that, that you all made. John, John Tolly had to leave us a little bit early, but thanks to John as well. And then Andrea, I would like to hand over to you to wrap things up. Yeah, it feels like it was a short session. We didn't have enough time for, for the, all the questions that we had. But anyway, uh, I'm really glad that, you know, some people has been commenting there that it was very insightful, inspiring, etc. So I'm, I'm really happy, guys. I really need to thank you all for taking the time to do this. And we're going to close for now. So as we close the session, there is going to be a three very short answer uh, question pop up into your into your screen okay a very short survey three questions only so please do that because it allows us to have feedback on you know what we do well what we could improve etc and also there is a question about new content that you would like to see we're constantly um you know trying to add new webcasts new uh, webinars online sessions so your feedback is very much appreciated thank you everyone for joining it's been a pleasure <laughs>